You're listening to CFRN, a community of believers who trade for a living. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and how we do it, call toll-free 1-866-928-3310 and we'll send you out a no-obligation information kit absolutely free. 866-928-3310 The CFRN E-Mini Futures Cast is now on Stitcher. Listen to us on your iPhone, Android phones, BlackBerry, and WebOS phones. Stitcher is smart radio for your phone. Find it in your app store or at Stitcher.com. Stitcher Smart Radio, the smarter way to listen to radio. You're listening to CFRN, the Christian Financial Radio Network. Today's broadcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com forward slash CFRN. Over 85,000 titles. Choose from mystery, romance, religion, science, technology, business, New York Times bestsellers, even children's books. You name it, Audible has it. With 85,000 titles to choose from, you're sure to find the perfect audiobook for yourself or to give as a gift, and it's absolutely free. Just point your browser to audibletrial.com forward slash CFRN. That's audibletrial.com forward slash CFRN. And become a part of the audiobook revolution by downloading your free audiobook today. AudibleTrial.com forward slash CFRN. Hey, trader, want to get rich quick? Well, good luck with that. If, on the other hand, you actually want to learn how to trade, the place to be is www.cfrn.net. Tune in Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. Eastern, for our daily devotional, and then spend the next three hours learning how it's done from professional traders who actually trade for a living. That's www.cfrn.net. Every trading day from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. CFRN, a community of believers who trade for a living. Good afternoon, traders, and welcome back to the CFRN E-Mini Futures Cast. This is the daily broadcast of Indeterminate Length, where we discuss all things E-Mini, along with some really big ideas on the finer points of trading gold, bonds, crude, sugar, the euro, and even T-bills. Joining us today from our studios in Boston, Mr. Michael Bork. From our trading desk in Chicago, Mr. Burton Schlichter. Now, to get things started, let's go to our host and founder in Studio A, overlooking South Mountain, America's largest city park. Here's Dwayne. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome back. Today is Thursday, 21st day of January, 2021. Thanks so much for joining us, whoever you are. Wherever you are, we're just glad to have you right here, right now. 
If you can't see the screen I have up, go to our homepage at CFRN.net. On the right-hand side of the page, click the big microphone, follow the instructions. You'll be registered in about 30 seconds, and that will give you one-click access to the show each and every day. On the days you're out of the office, away from the desktop, point any internet-connected browser to CFRN.net slash live, and there you'll find a live, real-time simulcast of the show as it unfolds. You just want to have access to the chat box. We also stream live during this broadcast at YouTube.com slash CFRN, and we also archive each and every daily show on that YouTube channel. Let's open with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you today for your blessings, for your mercy, for your grace. I continue to pray for my friend and pastor, Tony Roscoe, and now also his son, Ryan, who is following in his footsteps as the pastor and uh, who has now uh, become ill as well. Also, God, today, we want to pray for our members of Congress, both in the Senate and the House of Representatives. We pray that you would reveal yourself to them and bring them closer to you, each in their own unique way, that they may hear your voice clearly and distinctly. Speak to them of truth, integrity, justice, and fairness. Return them, we pray, to the good and lofty aspirations they had when they ran for office in the first place, to help others, to right wrongs, to make the world a more beautiful place. Give each one of them strength to reach out to those across the aisle and work together. We boldly pray that you would bind their hearts together in ways they would not have imagined. Let them declare, as King David did, how good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. Let them see the good works done by people of faith across their states and districts. Let their eyes be open to what you are doing through your church and the believers across the country. Give them a desire to promote things that honor you, not just their own political careers. Cut through the clutter of politics as usual and self-promotion. Let them hear your voice, God. Speak to them of honor, sacrifice, and purity. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Happy Thursday, guys. Uh, it's like the market's got a little bit of a hangover today. Uh, there was a lot of exuberance yesterday, perhaps irrational exuberance, but the media was so busy fawning over everything that happened, every poem read and song sung, but now we're back facing this thing called reality. Where do we go from here? Well, we're going to trust God. And in the meantime, I'm going to give you the numbers from around the world. These are the cash markets. These are the indices. Today's Thursday, Dr. Tom Day. So I'm sure he'll come in hot at the top of the hour. The Dow's currently down 25 points. NASDAQ is up 45. S&P 500 down just one. And the Russell 2000 down 17. 
no movers, no shakers, and that's to be expected. After a wide-ranging day like we saw yesterday, a day of sideways, quiet consolidation is to pretty much be expected. In the commodity basket, crude oil down 28 cents, trading 53.03 last. Gold down $2.70, trading 18.63.80 last. Silver up 50, I make that up 5 cents, trading 25.82 last. In the Asian markets at the close, Nikkei posted a gain of 233 points, that's almost 1%. Shanghai rose 38, which is a little over 1%. And the Hang Seng fell 34. And in the European markets at the close, FTSE down 24, DAX down 14, CAC down 37. That gives us a mixed day in Asia, a red day in the UK, and it's a mixed Radio Thursday here in the US of A with all of the major indices in the red with the exception of the NASDAQ, NASDAQ positive by 45 points. With that, let's go to Michael and get a recap of what happened this morning in the live training room. After that, I'll come back and we'll go over the concierge trade alerts, the Logic 247 alerts, and at the top of the hour, we'll talk to Dr. Tom. Michael, if you're ready. Okay, I don't think Michael's quite ready. So let's go to a daily chart of the S&P, put things in perspective. Yesterday, we put in a new all-time historic intraday high. Right there, that new all-time historic intraday high as of yesterday was 38.52 half. And then we closed at 38.40 and a quarter, which was a new all-time historic closing high. But now today, we've put in a slightly higher high. Today's high is 38.59.75, so about seven points higher than yesterday's intraday high. We know to always be very suspicious of new highs on any time frame that are only a new high. I'll come to 30 minute. If we get a new high of one or two points, we're very suspicious of that. When you go out to a larger time frame like the daily, I would say seven points. That falls into that same kind of criteria. If we don't close above yesterday's closing high, I would suggest that means the markets are headed for a retracement and we would look for initial support right here at the top of this trend line, which also happens to be where blue and climbing is. Once price can get through there, and we've got the step line as potential support. This is all kind of an area right here. And then of course, once we get below the step line, then we look to the BBC as potential good support. Just as when we put in our last, the last time we put in a new all-time historic high, the retracement led us right back to the BBC. And we caught a bounce all the way up to the new all-time historic high put in today at 38.59.75.
Michael, if you're ready, you can take it away. Yes. Okay, I am ready. Here we go. Let's bring it over to my house. Just like that. 3,000 okay. miles erased. Got it. All right. Here we go. Good afternoon, everyone. Today is Thursday, the 21st day of January, 2021. Um, let's start out with the spreadsheet. Okay. Um, if you're going to read the spreadsheet, you're going to read all the CFTC risk disclosures down at the bottom. Today, as I said, is the 21st day of January, 2021. Today, we make 14 ticks in crude, 15 ticks in gold, and 14 ticks on the ES. <clears throat> that put us up $465 a contract this morning. Today, it took 17 minutes in one trade to get to the goal for the day. At that point, we're up $100 a contract, and we took a total of 16 trades. On the month, now we're up $8,122. That's over 13 trading days, averaging $624 per contract per two-hour trading day. Now, <clears throat> It's been 226 consecutive days now that I've gotten my goal and 13 days so far this year. Now we've only had 13 days so far this year, so I've gotten my goal every day so far this year. Not gonna look. Um, on the year now we're up 8,122, that's over 13 days, averaging 624 per contract for two hour trading day. All right, the monthly and the annual are gonna be the same until the end of the month. <clears throat> and fortunately we still have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven trading days left. No, six trading days. One, two, three, four, five, six trading days left this year. So at this rate, I want to hit 10 grand by the end of the month. And at this rate, we should probably hit it by the middle of next week. As long as the markets keep being friendly to us. Um, <clears throat> today was a little harder to trade than yesterday, and I'll get into that in just a few minutes. But if you have not taken a free trial with us and you want to take one, go to the homepage at CFRN.net and scroll down to where it says free five-day trial. Click on that, and it'll go here to amytrainingschool.com. On this page, you know, we give you a bunch of information. We don't, we don't try to overdo the information. This is kind of a, a roundup of what the last website says over, you know, 2,000 pages. This is, this is a summary of what the last web, the other website says, the homepage. Um, here, all we ask for is your name, your email, and your phone number, and you can tell us the biggest training challenge. So we can tailor one-on-one training just for you. Hit the send button and you will be sent a confirmation link. You must click on that confirmation link. Okay, if you don't click the link, we don't know that you took the free trial. All right, so I'm just going to go in order because the markets were all broken out kind of evenly today. Um, we'll start out here with gold. Now, I I accidentally placed a trade on gold. Um, where was it? It was right in here, I think. And I think it was right in here. I accidentally placed a trade on gold this morning. It was one trade, three minutes in. Yeah, so it was right in here. I accidentally placed a trade on gold. I thought I was placing it on crude, but I hit the wrong dom. And I made 15 ticks on it, but I didn't count that. Um, this right here was our first actual trade on gold. And we made 10 ticks on it. That's where we got our goal for the day right there. And we missed a couple of trades in here. This would have been a profitable one. This would have been a profitable one. Then we had a break even. And we had another break even. And then we had a plus one tick right there. And let's see here. That would have been a break even if I'd have taken it. Um, we did have another break even right there. And somewhere we're missing a trade. We have a plus four somewhere that we're missing because we ended up with plus 15. I think the plus four was, where would it be from? Probably right here is where the plus four was from. Um, 
right in here. Okay. And it got pretty choppy after that. There was one trade during the break right here. This would have been a shorting opportunity during the break. And that was pretty much it on gold for the morning session. Okay. Um, on crude oil. Now, the first trade that I accidentally took on on gold was this one right here. Right? I think it was this one. Maybe it was this one. I don't know. It was one of these two, but I accidentally placed it on the wrong time. Um, so I didn't count any of that toward the room. Now, our first trade on crude was right here. We picked up two ticks on that. Then we had a break even and another break even and another break even. And we picked up six ticks here to put us at plus eight. And then we picked up something there that I didn't I didn't record. And we picked up another six ticks here to put us at plus 14. But we picked up something here, probably a couple of ticks. So we're probably a little higher than 14 right now on crude. Let me go and check and see. Yeah. All right, 16. Um, anyway, during the break, there was a down close right here. This would have been just a regular short trade. Uh, you had enough room to get the stop to break even. It would have been a break even trade for me. Um, and that was it on the crude today. You know, it wasn't like yesterday where, you know, yesterday you could pretty much throw a dart at the gold and pick a, pick a spot to go long and made money. Today was a little more complicated trading. Um, all right, this is the ES. Now, there was a shorting opportunity right there that would have been profitable. A long opportunity here, and on this one, we picked up four ticks. Okay, and on this one, we picked up 12 ticks to put us at plus 16. We missed that follow-up trade right there, which would have been break-even had I taken it. We missed this one right here, which would have been profitable. Um, we grabbed a couple of ticks here, which I don't really show. Now we grabbed four ticks here to put us at... Now this looks like two ticks. So somewhere we had another four-tick trade. Somewhere in here, we had a four-tick trade to put us... It must have been this one right here. I probably just picked the wrong thing. And we had a four tick trade that put us at plus 20. And then over here, we had a two tick trade to put us at plus 22. And then we stopped out and put us back down to plus 14. Um, see, during the break, there was a shorting opportunity right here during the break. Just one trade during the break. Okay. All right. So. That said, let's get back over here to this thing. All right. Now, if you've not taken a free trial with us and you want to take a free trial with us, go to the homepage at CFRN.net. Right here, it says free five-day trial, no credit card required. Click on that. And once you do, you'll be sent a confirmation link. Actually, once you click on that, you'll be brought to this page where all we ask for is your name, your email, and your phone number. You can tell us the biggest training channel so we can tailor one-on-one -on -one training just for you. Hit the send button, you'll be sent a confirmation link. You must click on the confirmation link. If you don't, we don't know you took the free trial, okay? So you got to do that. Now, one time back to the spreadsheet. Um, today, <clears throat> you're going to read the spreadsheet. You're going to read all the CFTC risk disclosures down at the bottom. Today's the 21st day of January 2021. And today... Um, I made 14 ticks in crude, 15 ticks in gold, 14 ticks on the ES. Put us at plus $465 per contract this morning. <clears throat> and took us 17 minutes in one trade to get to the goal for the day. At that point, we're up $100 a contract, and we took a total of 16 trades. Excuse me.
Okay. On the month now, we're up $8,122. That's over 13 trading days, averaging $624 per contract per two-hour trading day. Now we've gone 226 days in a row of getting my goal. That's business days. Um, my last down day was Valentine's Day last year. Um, so far this year, we're up 13. We're at 13 consecutive days of getting the goal. And the yearly stuff and the monthly stuff are the same for right now. So we're at 81.22 and a half, over 13 days, averaging 624 per contract per two-hour trading day. Okay. If anybody has any questions for me, you can type them into the box right now, or you can send an email to support at cfrn.net. Okay, support at cfrn.net. All right. And with that, we can pass it back out to fabulous Phoenix, Arizona, Studio A, overlooking South Mountain, America's largest city park. Dwayne, if you are ready. And it seems like you are ready. I am ready. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. Recap of the recap. Uh, today it took 17 minutes and one trade to get to $100 per contract. Good job. Thank you. Good job. So as we talked about a minute ago, guys, uh, a day of quiet sideways consolidation, not unusual after a big day like we had yesterday. Really, we've had three big days back to back. This is when we put in the new all-time historic high on January the 8th. And when price could go no higher, now this is true, not just for the S&P, not just for a daily chart, this is true of every market, of every time frame. When price can go no higher, resistance, it will turn and go look for support. Support was found at the BBC here on the daily chart, just as you find it on the 30-minute chart and the, and the five-minute and whatever time frame you look at. Everything is fluid across all markets, all time frames. This green line, we call that the BBC, it just stands for bull bear cross. What that means is when price gets above it, like it has been since November the 4th, we're bullish anticipating higher prices until price gets below it like it did here on October 26th, and then we're bearish looking for lower prices. So the most recent low, or the low of this last leg up, that was put in on October the 30th, and we hit a low of 32.16 and a quarter. Since then, it's been onward and upwards. We've not had a single day that closed below the BBC. We spiked it on a few days intraday, but every pullback has been held. The pullback holds more often than it doesn't. Now this high that we're looking at right here, unless something changes between now and the close, I'm going to throw this out for your consideration. This may be the high for some time. We put in a, a modestly higher high. And I've always taught you to be suspicious of a modestly higher high that can't hold its ground. If we had gotten higher and just held it and gone sideways, that would be a different story. But we poked our head up. I haven't used the prairie dog analogy for a very long time, but Mike Reed, I learned that from him. Prairie dogs 
live underground. And when they want to come out and do prairie dog stuff, they don't just jump out of the hole and, and go do their thing. They stick their head up and they look around. Now, I used to call it up periscope because I was in submarine school in New London, Connecticut. So that's Mike knows about prairie dogs and I knew about submarines. So we had the same idea, just different terminology. I like his terminology better. <coughs> prairie dog sticks his head out. If he doesn't like what he sees, he ducks back in and goes underground, burrows deeper, and you know, pops up another day. When and where, we don't know. So if we close where we're at right now, or lower, yesterday's close was 38.40 and a quarter. If we close today's session below yesterday's closing price of 38.40 and a quarter, I'm going to suggest that we're headed down to blue and climbing, which may or may not serve as good support. It has, certainly has the potential to be good support. Could be good for a bounce. But ultimately, we make our way back to the BBC, which is right now at 37.62. So that's about an 80-point drop, which is 800 Dow points. That's coming. And if that happens, doesn't mean anything bad is happening. It just means the market needs a retracement. That's what keeps a bull market healthy. Leg and retracement and a leg and a retracement and a leg and a retracement. All oh, this whole move up has been filled with retracements back to the BBC. Now where it gets interesting is if the next pullback, because every one of these since November the 4th, every pullback has held. Even though we spiked it intraday, ultimately it held. So where it will get interesting is if it doesn't hold. If it doesn't hold, then what? Well, because of today's new high, we need to adjust our fibs to embrace the new slightly higher high. Didn't have to move it much. That puts the 24% Fibonacci retracement. That's the shallowest Fib retracement at 37.06. We also have in that area the 38% Fibonacci price extension, which we know served as good resistance on the way up. And so no doubt it will potentially serve as good support on the way down. So if we take out the BBC on the pullback, now when we hit that BBC, even if we take it out, I believe it'll be good for a bounce, a pretty good bounce, because this is a daily chart. But once that bounce runs out of steam, the first indication we'll look for that we're going into a deeper retracement will be the first close, the first red candle that closes below the BBC. Again, we've not had a red candle close below the BBC since October 26th, right there. That close led to this drop. We had sort of a double bottom here. And then once we got back above the BBC and from the low it only took us one two three days to do it but on the retracement we've got the 24% Fibonacci retracement that should be good support and that will certainly be good for a nice bounce if we fail there then the next spot will be the 38% Fibonacci retracement which is on this day when we spiked 
on December 21st. We had a big down day, but look how beautifully it recovered going into the close. I mean, this was all one big, huge red candle, but before the session closed, buyers came in and drove it way back up, okay? So after the 24, there's the 38, and then comes the 50. Now the 50% Fibonacci retracement on a daily chart, that's a big deal. And that will create a huge bounce. If I drag this on across, we have the 50% Fibonacci retracement. And this was the swing high right here. And this was the swing low. This is the swing low that we built all of these Fibonacci price extensions on. So that's a really important area. So just to recap it, on the way down, see we're starting to get a red body on that candle right now. On the way down, initial support, blue and climbing, which is at right at this trend line. Next will be the step line, then the BBC, then the 24% Fibonacci retracement, and then after that, uh, potentially down to the 38% retracement. In between, we have this 24% price extension, which served as good resistance on the way up and support here. So there's a number of areas. This is a daily chart. We don't trade off the daily chart. You probably wondered, why are you looking at a daily chart? I don't trade off a daily chart. We look at a daily chart to understand where the important prices, important areas are. The important resistance overhead is today's high, 3859.75. And the first important support is going to be 3811. So armed with just those two numbers, 3859.75 on the upside, 3811 on the downside, now we can go, in fact, I suggest write those numbers down because when you go to your smaller time frame you won't be able to see the same information that you see on the daily so 3859 slash 60 and then 3811 slash 12. first thing you should do now is after you've wrote those written those numbers down look at your weekly trading zones you've got a weekly trading zone at 3815 slash 16. So just above blue and climbing, there's a weekly trading zone. So let's go to the 30-minute chart. We bounced this morning off of uh, last week's zone at 38.36 slash 37. We're coming down to test it again. Here's 38.15 slash 16, this week's weekly trading zone. Below that, we have a zone from last week, 38.07. And then the next weekly zone for this week is down at 37.80 slash 81. So the ones that we're going to be focused on will be here. Remember, this is blue and climbing and the top of that trend line on the daily chart. Now the number on the daily chart is 38.11 slash 12. The zone here. 3815 slash 16. It's an area. Okay, that's really important to remember. It's an area. We might turn right at the zone. We might spike it, touch 3811. But 
I have no doubt that it will be good for a bounce. But before we can do that, we've got to take out this area here. It is a previous weekly zone and it's also become on the 30 minute chart, double bottom. Okay, now we have two different types of alerts. We have the Logic 247 alerts. Those are around the clock, 24 seven, whenever opportunity presents itself. We open the channel for business Sunday night at 6 p.m. Eastern. It remains open till Friday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern when the global Globex market closes. So far this week in Logic 247, which is week 129, we've issued 41 alerts. Five never triggered, still waiting on the results of three. We've had 33 actionable alerts, of which four got stopped out. That's 12% of the actionable alerts were stopped out based on a risk profile of $300. Whether it's a logic alert or a concierge alert, we don't want to risk more than $300 per contract per trade, less when possible based on market structure and a simple three-step methodology that I teach all of our traders. Now you can set stops a lot of different ways. You can just use a fixed number, a fixed dollar amount. You can use a percentage of the ATR. Uh, there's a number of formulas out there. <coughs> when it comes to the alerts, we simply use the structure of the market itself. We literally ask the chart, hey, if I'm gonna enter here at this important price, important area, where do you suggest I need to put the stop? And the chart will tell you. Once you understand how to read the chart, once you understand what market structure is, and then you just apply the three-step methodology. So 20% is what we average on a weekly basis being stopped out over the last 129 weeks. So this number is not typical. Now let's go look at the actual alerts for a minute. And I'll start at the bottom and work up. This morning, we had an alert on the Dow to be short. S is short, T is initial target. The second target, potential support, 31,040. Then the final trade to target, weekly trading zone, 30,900 slash 905. This is alert number 6,266. Mark Douglas in trading in the zone said that to properly analyze any kind of methodology or indicator set, you need a minimum of 20 trades. You need a minimum sample size of 20 trades to properly evaluate if a methodology or a set of indicators truly gives you a definable edge. This is a business based on probabilities, so what you need is you need a definable edge if you're going to be consistent in the markets. So if Mark were still here, he'd be very proud to see that our sample size has grown to 6,266, and we've maintained what I just showed you, 20% on any given week to get stopped out based on the $300 risk profile. Also had a short on the S&P to be short 3846, initial target 3844, second target potential support 
3841. Third target, 3837. Fourth target, 3830. And the final trade to target, we just talked about it. It's this weekly zone down here at 3815-16. We made it to the second target. I'm sorry, we made it to the third target. The entry was 3846 to 3844 to 3841 to 3837. Now, the time of that alert was 9-11 Mountain Standard. That's my time zone. So that would be 11-11 a.m. Eastern, 1-1-1-1. They always say that's the universe speaking to you, so just say it. Now, my chart is on and, the East Coast time. Huh? And today is the 21st day in the... Um, what is it? The 21st day... 21-21. It's 21-21-21. Yeah. 21st day in the 21st century. Oh, yeah, the century. I didn't, I didn't think about that. Yeah. So here's the 11 o'clock candle right here. And this came out at 11.11 Eastern. The chart's Eastern time. So from 46 to 44 to 41 to 37. At the time the recap was done, after I publish the alerts, they trigger, Valerie comes through, she does the recap, and she notes what the current swing high or swing low, based on if it's a long or a short, she notes what the current swing high, swing low was. Right up here, she puts that in parentheses. So the swing low was 3840.75 at the time she came through. We can see that it has continued down to 38.37, the swing low. 38, 37, and a quarter. Okay. So that's how the alerts work. I just want to make sure you, everybody understands how you read those. Okay. One target, two target, three target, four target, final trade two target. If price can take out this area of potential support that we identified, and why did we identify that as potential support? I think you can see it. It's right there. Now, if we get below this area, looking left, there's the potential for some support right here where the market consolidated a little bit. And then after that, it's pretty much right on down to that weekly zone. This move could be fast and furious if it happens, right? If you're in this trade, you have to decide, are you gonna take profit here where the market has found support? Are you gonna tighten your stop? Important prices, important areas are almost always tested. So if you just, you know, bring your stop to break even, well, we know that that could lead to getting stopped out. So these are decisions that you have to make, <clears throat> not in the heat of battle. When you become a member, you receive what we call the 2420 blueprint. It's designed to help you go from one to 20 contracts over a period of 24 months. Also in the blueprint are the instructions are the guidelines to help you write your own business plan and your own trading plan. Two very important things. 90% of traders out there trading don't have either one. And I'm gonna just say this, you cannot be consistently profitable in the markets without a plan. You need both plans. 
And they're two very different kinds of plans. Business plan, trading plan. When you get your blueprint, you'll read it, you'll understand it, and it's not something you write in an afternoon. It's something that you compile over a couple of weeks in the markets because when you become a member, we don't want you to start trading real money right away. We want you trading in the demo account, in the simulator, until you can put together 10 consecutive days in a row where you reach your goal of 10 trades or less. Only then should you think about going live and the blueprint is going to encourage you to only go live with one contract. And you're going to trade that one contract till you increase your account balance by $2,000. Reason being, you want to add a second contract with profit you earned in the market. The blueprint tells you when it's time to add number three, number four, number five, but you only add with profit earned in the market. If the blueprint says time to add and you don't have profit to add with, then you should not add. So here's a silver trade and an S&P trade that haven't triggered. And then going back into yesterday, here's a silver trade. This was a long, still waiting. This is a stop out on crude oil, $300. Long on the NQ, 13,347, up to 57. So you got initial target, second target, third target time the recap was done, this trade had made $720 per contract traded available. Here's a Russell. Uh, at the time the recap was done, price was at $21.58 half. So it only made 75 bucks per contract available at that point. We'll look at the Russell chart in just a moment. Here's the Dow. Here's the S&P. Here's gold. This is a long 1858, 1859 to the zone, weekly zone at 1864 65. So the market made $1,200 per contract available. NQ, Russell, Dow, S&P, natural gas, which I only put that natural gas alert out because uh, one of our members, Stefan, had mentioned that natural gas was down like 5% or something. We'll maybe take a look at it today if we have time before Dr. Tom comes on. Stop out on the Dow, long on silver, long on crude oil, short on the Russell. There's a long on the NQ, long on the S&P. Now again, these numbers are the swing high or swing low at the time of the recap. Many of them, as we go to the charts, we'll see continued further, but this is a snapshot in time. This is what it was like when, and if you hover here, you'll see the date and time that it was originally posted, and then you'll see the time that it was edited. In other words, that's when Valerie came through and did the recap. And there's crude oil and there's silver, stop out on gold, long on the NQ, Long on the Russell. There's a long on the Dow. There's a long on the S&P. And now we're all the way back to Sunday night. Stop out on the Dow, no trigger on the S&P. A short on silver, short on gold. No trigger, no trigger. 
short on the Russell, no trigger, no trigger. Now, these alerts, here's the purpose of these alerts. Every morning for two hours, every trading day, 9.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Eastern, Michael is teaching you our methodology and our strategy. When you take our trial, you're able to use our charts, use our indicators, be in the room, and you can just sit and watch, or you can roll up your sleeves and get your hands in there and start putting on and taking off trades. The chance of you actually learning our strategy and methodology uh, increases by a thousandfold if you actually get involved in the process. If you just sit and think, well, I'll watch and I'll absorb it, uh, you probably won't, okay? At the end of the week, you'll be as confused as you were at the beginning of the week. But if you get involved and start putting on and taking off trades, it doesn't matter if you get it right, get it wrong. The fact is, is you're getting involved in learning the process. That's what's important. It's a demo account, so there's no real money at stake. It takes no credit card to take our trial, so you have no monetary investment other than your time. And how are you going to use your time? That's what's important, time and treasure. One of those is a renewable resource. The other is not. Purpose of the alerts are so that what you learn in the room, you can put into practice in the market in real time. These alerts are living, breathing examples. So when your phone, your tablet, or your PC makes that telegram sound, it's not a call to trade, it's a call to go look at your chart because there's a trade setting up. I've already identified the entry, the initial target, second target, third target, the final trade two target. Now your job is to see the setup and then participate in the trade. You repeat that process over and over and over. Not only do you get good at trading the alerts, but pretty soon you actually start to see the opportunity yourself maybe even before I publish the alert. And that's our goal. Our goal is not to just give you alerts to trade. Our goal is to teach you how to find opportunity in the market without any help from anyone else. Now, we have a second type of alert, which is different in nature. It's a static report issued shortly after the Globex open each evening. The concierge alerts. If you wanna grab a snapshot of these, you can, a screenshot. Got them out last night at 6.25 p.m. Eastern. There's two numbers for each market. If price starts drifting up towards 38.56, then you want to get your buying shoes on. If we start moving down to 38.11, you're going to get your selling shoes on. Two numbers for each market. My recommendation is that when this static report is published, these numbers are good for the entire session. You go to your chart, you draw two lines in the sand, just like this. So last night's open was this candle right there, 1800 hours. And so it was 25 minutes into the life of this 30 minute candle that I got those out. And so the CTA was 38.56. Which is 
Swing high off that trigger was 38.59.75. So three and three quarter points. Important prices, important areas are almost always tested. Now remember, these are 30 minute candles. So on the initial trigger, we went from 56 to 58.75. So this 30 minute candle right here <laughs> gave you an opportunity for two and three quarter points. Then price dipped back below the trigger, triggered a second time, and that's when it took us up to 59 half. So you had an opportunity for two plus points and then three plus points. Two triggers, one alert. Now, not all triggers are created equal. Here you have the support of blue and climbing. That's bullish. That makes both of these triggers good triggers. This trigger, not the same because if you go long at 38.56, you're going to run smack dab into red and falling, which is resistance, bearish, and as is often the case, it pushed us right back down to the BBC. Price always reverts to the mean, and in our case, the mean is green, the BBC, the same green line you saw on my daily chart, okay? Remember, everything we do is fluid across all markets, all time frames. Here, price has gotten back above the BBC. You've overcome red and falling. But this swing high only takes you to 57 half. So there's only one and a half points available here. And then we print a doji right at the important price, important area, okay? Now we've already got an indication here that there's weakness in this area. The CTA number itself, that identifies the important price, important area. So we were able to get through it, couple points, pull back, three points, pull back to the BBC, trouble. And so the fact that this one didn't go anywhere is not too big of a surprise. And the fact that we printed a doji there, that means indecision. The candle opened and closed at the exact same price. So down we go. Price gets below the BBC. Now on the daily chart, you'll remember we haven't had a candle close below the BBC since, do you remember? I'll show you again. Right there, October. 26th. Well, no, that's not true. That was the first candle. This candle closing below, uh, since we got back above on November 4th, we haven't had a candle close since, okay? But on the 30-minute chart, we have candles closing below the BBC all the time. This is the time frame the alerts come from. So once we close below the BBC, our thinking has to change. We're above the BBC, we're thinking long. Close below, we gotta start thinking short. So we were printing legs to the upside, leg, retrace, leg, retrace, leg, deeper retracement, and then a lower high. All the way up on every little pullback, we kept putting in higher highs and higher lows, but right here, on this move up, 
we fail to put in a higher high. That's your first indication. And then the doji. <coughs> then price closing below the BBC. Hmm. So are we now printing legs to the downside? Leg, retrace, leg, retrace. If we get a move back up to the BBC from this point, We'd be looking to short that back down to these lows because we had a leg, we had a retracement. This pullback to the BBC held, but from the other side, leg, retrace, another little doji. All of these candles are touching the BBC, so this pull up, if you will. Here we're pulling down, here we're pulling up. We pull up, and all three are touching. It held, and that led us to this leg, which took us right down to the area that we expected to be good support. Now the question becomes, can price get below this area of support? If it does, then it opens up this huge window of opportunity down to this weekly trading zone this is a last week zone. Even though today's Thursday, it's still an important price, still an important area. We can take out those lows. And as I said, this area here you know, could potentially be support. So if you want to be very conservative, you could reduce that window, create a second window. So you have a window of opportunity here. And if it's a strong momentum move, you could just stay with it and the two windows become one. But if you travel through this window and then the market starts to find support, you can exit. And then if ultimately it continues to drop, you can re-enter because your major support is down here at the weekly zone, 3815 slash 16. We've published these zones since December 14th of 2009, over a decade. They've served us very well over the years. Our traders know Monday morning at 6.15 a.m. Eastern, before Wall Street even wakes up for the week, our traders know on all the markets we cover where the fixed support and resistance areas are. When price drops to a zone, we expect it to be good support. When price rises to a zone, we expect it to be good resistance. Only three things happen at a weekly zone. Consolidation is the most likely thing. It's the thing you'll see again and again and again like this. The second most likely thing is rejection. That's what a rejection looks like. And then I was in a mentoring session yesterday and I forget what chart were we looking at. There was an example of the slice that we both agreed was just a beautiful textbook example. Uh, well, this we can use. This isn't the one, but we can use this one. You see how price? Yeah, this might be it. Price slices through this zone like it wasn't even there. When that happens, and again, the slice is the least likely thing to happen, but it does happen. Price slices through a zone like it's not even there. When it runs out of steam it will most times retrace 
back to the zone that it just sliced through, consolidate, and then continue in the direction of the slice. Only three things happen at weekly trading zones. Consolidation, most likely, rejection, second, least likely, the slice. Okay, and on the CTAs, remember our number is down here at 3811. So I said you draw two lines in the sand. Now if 3811 sounds familiar, we just talked about it on the daily chart top of this trend line and blue and climbing, both which could potentially be good support, are 38.11. Now, the CTA number was not arrived at by looking at the daily chart. So you've got two different things pointing in the same place. We don't, we don't have a bunch of different things all calculating the same thing. I talked about this the other day. I've seen people who have three different indicators on their chart you know, one's an indicator, one's an oscillator, and the other one makes some kind of weird noise. But under the hood, they're all three calculating the same thing. They're just displaying the results differently. And that's just a waste of time and digital real estate. Let me see if Dr. Tom's here. Uh, let's see, question. What is the significance of hedge? Well, hedge means if price is at a point where it could go in either direction. I'll show you. I know what you're, you're referring to this alert from today. Uh, the S&P was at a point this morning where it could go higher. Right as this doji was printing. There was an alert to go long this window of opportunity up to this swing high. And so hedge just means if we don't go, if, if the market doesn't move higher, then short it. And let me show everybody exactly what you're talking about. Show you. Get down to the bottom. See, this morning we had an S&P long. Market could have gone either way. This would be your initial target, second, third, fourth. And then the market chose to go south. So we're not partial. That's the beautiful thing about trading futures. You can go long or you can go short in the same hour. You can go long and short in the same hour if that's what the chart dictates. So hopefully that answers your question, Michael R. And I got another Mike R right below you. Are stops adjusted as targets are reached? That's entirely up to you. You can be as aggressive with your stop loss as you want to be. We teach you aggressive risk management in the live training room. Once you move into larger time frames and discretionary trading, if you choose to do that, you can simply stay with the mechanical model. If you choose to trade in a discretionary manner with larger time frames like this, you can lock in profit anytime you want. It's your business and being a trader means you have to learn how to make decisions. Your decision should never be made in the heat of battle. Your decisions should be on a piece of paper in front of you. It's called your trading plan. Remember, there's two important things you have to do. You have to create a business plan and a trading plan. And your trading plan should define how you're going to handle every situation you encounter. And you always handle it the exact same way 
because if you just switch it up and well, I'm gonna try this today and I think I'm gonna try that you know that didn't work so good yesterday let me try this to, you never know what really works and what really doesn't the only thing that truly works is consistency the markets are consistent our methodology is designed to mirror the market to show you what the market is doing why it's doing it and then your job is to simply join in with the market and travel with the market long enough to reach your goal for the day whatever that happens to be so my car I hope that answers your question to my cars okay all right dr. Tom should be showing up here momentarily let me check in the audience and see if I see him he usually struggles to get logged in okay so we'll keep going until he gets here let's jump over to the Dow So we got a weekly zone down here below us at 3900-05. So just like we have that big window of opportunity below us on the S&P, we've got one down here on the Dow. Last night's CTA for the Dow was to be long, 31150. Okay, so on this initial move up, we made it to 67. The Dow pays $20 a point. I'm sorry, $5 a point, so you need 20 points. They hit $100 per contract. This is not uncommon at all to see price belly right up to the CTA number, important price, important area, struggle and fail. Now it kept trying, it kept trying, it just, it, it couldn't get airborne swing high here was 31.165 this is where the logic alerts are this is defining this is a static report these numbers defining it's giving you forward guidance for the entire session you should know that when price gets to a CTA number that's a big deal and how price handles that important price important area is gonna ultimately define the session so you'll typically have a logic alert as a companion if there is one at the CTA. So the market tried and it tried and it tried. It just punched away and punched away. It finally had some success here. Made it up to 31,188. Uh, it's almost 40 points. So almost $200 per contract. Then we put in a lower high, and then here comes the drop. And it was at 11 o'clock that we put out the Dow short, and the Dow short, we go back to that. It was to be short 31,080 down to 31,060. The second 
target, 31,040. And then the final trade to target, just like on the S&P, is the weekly zone down here. And so the second target was 40. That's a 40-point move from 80 to 40. It's 40 points, $5 a point. It's $200 per contract traded. And this came out at 11.12 a.m. Eastern. And 11 a.m. is right here. And so the entry on that, 31080. Right there. And so we dropped. And our swing low so far is 31,016. So we've dropped a little over 60 points at $5 a point. It's $300 per contract traded. But the biggest part of the trade is yet to come. That would be the move from 31,040 down to 30,900. That's a 140-point move at $5 a point. So most of the meat is still on the bone. Hey, James, uh, thanks for asking. He's still not doing well. Yes, 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 He's yes. still sick. Yeah, hey, Dr. Tom. Welcome to the show. Put your headphones on. Okay, it's hearing the microphone. Yeah, and we hear you. Put your headphones on. Well, the speaker is not. Put your headphones on. Okay. Can't hear him through the headphones, but I can hear him through my little speaker. So that'll work. Okay. How are you? Are you talking to me? I say, how are you? Uh, you talking to Dr. Tom? I would be talking to Dr. Tom. He's the only guest I have on today. How you doing? Okay. I'm sorry. I thought I was muted. We were just getting our our technology in line. So anyway, I am fine. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's been an interesting week. Uh, yesterday was a, you know, a exciting day for many folks and a somber day for others. Uh, a nation divided. <laughs> so, but yeah. the first thing we did yesterday after, uh, as we after the inauguration, we started the show and uh, we prayed for our new president. That's what the Bible tells us to do. Yep. And we prayed I prayed for, for Obama just today. like I prayed for George Bush. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's that's the deal. You don't have to like what they do. You don't have to agree with what they do. But you have to respect the office and whoever's occupying that office. God's got him there for a reason. Now, I said this yesterday on the show. Uh, I think for four years, many Americans were putting all of their faith in a man. And, and this just might be God's way of showing us that we can't put our faith in a man, that we have to put our faith in him, God, the Almighty. So, take it for what No kidding. Right, folks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when we trust in man, we get in trouble. Yes, we do. 
What did you like so, to talk about today? You want to talk about what happened yesterday or in general? Or we held, well, we held a moment of silence this morning for all the QAnon conspiracy theorists uh, that were convinced the world was going to uh, really get shaken up yesterday. Uh, they were going to arrest Trump. Uh, they were going to execute uh, Hillary Clinton, I think it was. Oh, my gosh, the list just went on and on. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, what's interesting is I know some people that, that on, on a core level, they believe these things. And, and that worries me. It concerns me. Uh, anyway. We do have some nut jobs in this country. Well, you know, some uh, of these people in, their, in every other area of their life, they're completely normal. And I, so I don't want to call them a nut job. I just... It, it just concerns me that they are so easily led into believing things that, I mean, who doesn't love a little drama, right? Yeah. Uh, well, people believe weird things, Dwayne, uh, because they want to. In other words, it's not hard to convince somebody. Well, it's more fun. It's more exciting, you know? You know what? <laughs> it's like, I, I remember one time going to a department store and buying a sound system, okay? Uh, you know, the latest super duper hi-fi, Wi-Fi, or, you know, uh, stereophonic, uh, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And- Oh, are you talking about a component system when you actually, you yeah. had a tape deck and then you had a turntable and you had a receiver. Oh yeah, you were the man if you had all those. All right, go ahead. I I was cool because I had the eight track, you know? But the, <laughs> okay. the point is I wanted to buy it, but I needed the salesman to give me ammunition so when I got home, my wife wouldn't shoot me, mm -hmm. you know. Um, I wanted to believe. So I, I was basically asking him to convince me. Uh, and I think that's what happens with a lot of these people. Uh, they, they want to believe in crazy things. And so it's not hard to convince them. I mean, there are still people who are otherwise uh, mentally sound that believe that um, somebody, whoever they don't happen to like at the moment, blew up the trade towers. You know, but oh, yet we it, all watched it, it happen. I have a I have a friend who wrote a book. He he wrote a book. This he bought a piece of metal off eBay. This is a, he's a very, very smart guy. He's an intellectual and he, he bought a piece of metal off of eBay that was reportedly from the trade towers and he sent it off to all these laboratories and had it analyzed and, and there was some degree of radioactivity in it and, and he's written an entire book, him and Heinz Palmer, who's a German physicist. They wrote this book about how 9-11 was an inside job and, uh, they're dead. They're deadly serious about their belief, and nothing you or I could ever say would change. I mean, they wrote a book, and this is a legitimate book—a book you can buy in a bookstore uh, with right. pictures and everything. Well, um, that, that reminds me of a quote by Thomas Sowell uh, about socialism. He said, "Socialism has a record of failure so blatant that only an intellectual could ignore or evade it." Uh, intellectuals sometimes are uh, the dumbest people. Denial is the first sign um, of white supremacy. Hmm. Yeah, the first sign of white supremacy is Denying that you deny that you're, it's white that you're supremacy. a white supremacist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Get this. 
the army has published a manual now of how this. to identify. I heard about this. You heard about tell, this? Yeah, tell the audience, yeah. It, it's just like mind boggling. It is. Uh, if, if someone um, has strong evangelical beliefs, uh, they might be a domestic terrorist. Mm -hmm. If they uh, don't, if they're white and they don't realize that they're white supremacists, they could be a domestic terrorist. Um, if you disagree with anything that the government says, uh, then you could be uh, a domestic terrorist. Um, it goes on and on. It's like, this is the, the army publishing this manual. Um, I mean, when Trump was in office, he stopped a program that the military had, and not just the military, throughout all the federal government agencies, people were required to come to meetings and talk about how guilty they were if they were white uh, and um, apologize for white privilege and so on. And he just stopped it. He said, this is stupid. And he said, it can't be done anymore. It'll probably be, be back in force tomorrow, you know. Um, but we, we've gotten to the place where, uh, you remember way back when they were talking about domestic terrorists, the two leading um, groups that you had to watch out for uh, when you're looking for domestic terrorists were evangelical Christians and veterans. Okay, evangelical Christians because obviously we're nut jobs and we believe in God and military guys, veterans, heroes because they know how to use guns. So those are the first thing you're supposed to look for with domestic terrorists. Now they've widened that to where basically if you say anything uh, that disagrees with the the woke uh, yeah, the denial philosophy. is the first denial is the first sign. Yeah. Now so, uh, President Biden in his inauguration speech he said that they're going to wage war. The country, the changing on, uh, of the guard, a peaceful trans supremacy. Now. Uh, there's no one in this audience uh, that wouldn't agree that white supremacy, any kind of white supremacist movement, uh, and and that term we connect it with you know uh, burning crosses and you know men in sheets and uh, that Billy Holiday song Strange Fruit. For those of you that have never listened to the Billy Holiday song Strange Fruit, you should listen to it. And if you don't figure out what it's about, I'll tell you tomorrow. But anyway, uh, we would all agree that you know that's that's a horrible thing it's it's a stain on our nation that happened and you know we wish it hadn't but it did it is part of our history we can't rewrite history oh wait yeah we can but we shouldn't because those who don't remember history are doomed to repeat it but anyway we know that you know that whole you know it, what's happened here's what's happened is they've taken this new term white privilege and they've put it in a in a shot glass along with a white supremacy and they've shaken it and stirred it and now they're pouring out this cocktail that says you and I can no longer sit at the lunch counter. 
Well, it's it's going to get to the place where just even talking like this I can know. get you arrested. I know. We better get it out so, now. Well, unfortunately, this is being recorded, so they can come get us later, I guess. <laughs> no, I'm, you know, you, you laugh, I laugh, but I've, I've been giving thought, you know, to if I want to remain in the public eye and if I want to still be able to do my show every day and I want to be able to... You know, we've got over 1,600 daily shows archived on YouTube. And if I tick them off, they could wipe it all out. They could make yep. it go away. I don't have hard copies of all those shows. Not, you know, not that it's going to the Smithsonian or anything, or that I'm not calling it a national treasure, but I'm just saying it, it is, you know, my, my life's work for the past decade plus. Uh, I would like to think it's going to be around a hundred years from now, but I say the wrong thing. Somebody at YouTube throw the switch. It's gone. Well, seriously, one of the things that I've been talking to people about to prepare is uh, to save all this stuff. You should download it, archive it, um, either put it on a uh, NAS. Sure, yesterday's show. Uh, at, Valerie and I are working on a project, but yesterday's show was four gigabytes, four gigs, four gigs, one show, four gigs. There's over 1,600 daily two-hour shows, and some shows run more than two hours. So can you? I, I can't even do the math. I don't know how big of a, a hard drive I would need to buy. I don't know how many. Uh, see, after terabytes, what, what comes after terabytes? Petaflops? Is that what it's called? Yeah, teraflops. Teraflops. Okay. Then there's a peta. There's a peta something in there, I think. But anyway, yeah. I mean, it's it's so much content because it's got video in it. If it were just audio, uh, that might be doable. It might be possible to you know save all the audio. But these video files. Well, there's, are huge. There's, there's a couple of things you could do. You could compress them quite a bit. You know, zip them. Uh, and then get yourself like a a 50 terabyte uh, NAS. Mm -hmm. uh, NAS is Network Appliance Server. Right. It's not really a server because it's just basically a big backup, but right. you don't have to maintain it like a server. Right. You don't have to buy server software. And so I've got one here that's 40 ter uh, terabytes. I have a server sitting over here that's not running because it sounds like a jet airplane when you turn it on. <laughs> And when I got it, I bought it at an auction and I got home and I plugged it in and it made this horrible noise. And I was like, oh man, I got taken. Then I go online and find out that that's why lots of big companies have a room in the basement called the server room because these older servers do sound like jet airplanes. So it's not that mine was broken, it's just that's how they sound. I think the, the modern ones, they've been able to quiet them down considerably. Well, you could just build a, a plywood box to put around it and line it with uh, foam. Yeah, you know, the, yeah, that's an idea. Yeah, a crinkle foam. But the main thing is, you should get that if that information is valuable to you. You should get it down, compress it, and put it on your own uh, backups. Uh, the other, the other thing is, it's fairly cheap now on uh, Google Drive to. Um, to buy space 
Now, Google is just as corrupt as YouTube. They own YouTube. Well, I could get, but, a I could get rent a server from Amazon Web Services. They, in fact, probably 70% of the, or 60% of the content on the internet lives in the Amazon cloud on an Amazon Web Server. Even, you might not even know that. You might have some hosting company that you use, but the hosting company has, they put everything. You think, well, my stuff's hosted with GoDaddy or with whoever, but they're actually renting server space from Amazon. And Amazon can whack you too. That's what happened to Parler. Yeah. But what I was going to say on Amazon, if you just put it up under some innocuous name sure. and upload it, they don't know what's there. Right. No, that's you true. just don't want to have people yeah. going there to access the data. You have them go to Vimeo or YouTube or whatever. Right. And so if they take you down, you still got your own stuff. And you could even set up a server in your office uh, that connects to the internet and people could watch your content Again, off I just, of that server. I don't think it has, I don't think each daily show uh, has enough inherent value to go through all that time, energy, and expense uh, to archive it. I mean, you know, I, I, I mean, 100 years from now, is, is anybody going to want to listen to the conversation that you and I are having right now? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Well, I would hope so. <laughs> uh, no. Yeah. No, but you, you, you described it as your life's work. So that says to me it's got value to you. you know? Yeah. No, I, and, it, and it does. And I hope it doesn't go away. I just don't know that I'll go through all that a person would have to go through. I mean, going forward, I might do something differently, possibly. Because what I did the yesterday, other thing you can do yesterday's is show, segregate I, I, I streamed yesterday's show and I recorded it locally. That's how I know that yesterday's file size is four gigs. Now, I've been trying to put that file on a different server other than YouTube, and every place I try to upload it to, uh, they either screw up the file extension or it chokes up before the whole thing can get uploaded. So, Well, the other thing you could do is just have all of your financial content on one account on YouTube mm -hmm. and all your radical white right-wing wacko uh, <laughs> right, opinions right. Mm -hmm. on, a, on another name and a totally another, another account. So if they whack that account, all they get is your uh, politics, right. but your financial information is kept safe. Right. But, well, that's a good idea. You know, that's a good idea. They're, they're basically, they're coming after us. I mean, uh, Kurt Schilling, he's like in his 70s. Um, really good guy they just canceled his life insurance this morning because he was a trump supporter that's the only reason illegal as can be he could take him to court but what I company mean, what company did this you know it did he didn't say he just okay. said his life insurance company uh but it's becoming more and more common the uh mike lindell the my pillow guy Right. Very outspoken conservative. Oh, yeah, he's really been in the Trump limelight supporter. lately. Five major national companies have cut off their relationship with him. Yeah. And that just cost him millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just because he's a Trump supporter. Um, our, um, what do they call him in, in Korea? Uh, 
the Supreme Leader, you know, our, our new Supreme Leader, um, got up yesterday and gave this wonderful speech about unity and so on. And then he says he's going to go to war against half the country. Okay. Um, and Harris was saying the same thing. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to allow it to frighten me. I'm not going to dwell on it. Uh, because I'm just going to have to trust God, because I understand the ramifications of what they said and, and what they now have the power to do, controlling both houses. Um, so, this is my opportunity to not trust man, but to trust God. He's got this, and right. I have to believe that, and, and, and whatever that entails. If I get put in shackles, you know, and I have to do forced labor somewhere out in the sun, uh, God's will be done. That's like, it's bigger than me, but it's not bigger than God. Well, if if you do get put in forced labor, one thing it would end up in a in a insane asylum. Here, I mean, here they are. They first met in 1988 they, when they both appeared on the popular late night talk show Arsenio Hall. The man with the triangular head. Uh, they soon developed a fast friendship. They got to know each other better as they co-hosted an instructional video filled with environmental tips. It was called Help Save Planet Earth. And they went on to get married. <sighs> yeah, true story. What happened? I'd never, never do that. Danson's affair with actress Whoopi Goldberg contributed to their divorce in 1993. It is known as one of Hollywood's costly, costliest divorces, costing Danson $30 million. The actress and comedian had an 18-month relationship, though their love will last forever, and they will spend a... That doesn't even make sense. What is that? Hmm. I'm going to put it you to sleep. Okay. No. All right. Uh, so what do you want to talk about? Should I start the show? <laughs> <laughs> well, I um, I've been thinking about some some strategies, some some ways that we could um, you know protect ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, one of them is just going to be stay off the grid as much as possible, especially with your finances. Uh, because they're coming for our money, and mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. if you're if you're the wrong party or the wrong persuasion, uh, they'll not only punish you by shaming you and ridiculing you, but by bankrupting you. Um, so, you know, obviously, this the one way to keep safe from that is to my precious metals. I've I've been amazed uh, in the last year, um, I did a tremendous amount of business, but just in the last two months, I did more business as far as selling gold than I did in the entire year. And this year, I probably did five times as much business as I did in 2019. Wow. Uh, well, that's, a, that's quite so, a statement. We've gone from 2% of Americans that were smart enough to own physical gold. Uh, the rest are people, you know, like I'd ask an audience of 5,000 people, how many people here own gold? 10% would raise their hand. And I'd say, no, 
take your hand down if you own gold on paper, uh, but you don't have physical gold. And almost every hand went down, and maybe one or two percent of the people uh, had physical gold. Well, you know, th when the dollar crashes, having gold in a gold IRA with your gold in a vault somewhere up in Delaware. <laughs> That's a joke. Yeah, a bad joke. That does you no good. It's, uh, and, having you and you won't be laughing. So, folks, please listen to what he's saying. This is incredibly important yeah. for your financial well-being. It's not so he can sell you gold. It's so that you can protect your assets. Do you want the cards uh, or the screen? Right. You, did you want the – do you need the screen or you want me to send it over? Uh, no, 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 okay. not necessary today. Okay. Uh, but – at the end of uh, 2019, 2% of Americans owned physical gold. Uh, four months later, they did a survey, 12% owned physical gold. And now we're way north of 20%. So people are getting smart. Uh, they realize that if you have a gold ETF, you don't own gold. You own a trading vehicle. Yep. Okay. If you own gold mine stocks or gold expiration stocks, whatever, they don't track gold very well, but but when they go up, when gold goes up, they tend to go up, uh, sometimes more, sometimes less. But the main thing is, again, it's a it's an investment, but it's not going to save your tail uh, when the dollar crashes because um, it's not real. You, you have to have the yellow stuff. And I'm not saying this because I want to sell you gold. Frankly, I don't care where you get your gold. Uh, I care that you get it. I feel like the Lord has, has put it on my heart to be a watchman on the wall like ancient Israel had and, and warn people of the dangers that are coming and um, tell them what the solution is. And if people buy their gold from me, that's great. Um, my company is is basically uh, in business to provide uh, support for my ministry, my teaching ministry. Because I don't know if I told you, Dwayne, I'm on one radio network now where I'm on 570 stations. Mm -hmm. And every day mm -hmm. there's 50 million people listening. Uh, wow. You're a popular station. guy. Well, the station's popular, but uh, it rubs off on me. That's why I've been. <laughs> that's why I've been doing thirty or forty phone calls a day, and it's funny to me because some people have been listening to me for a year, or two years, and and when I talk to them on the phone, they say, "Oh, what an honor this is to talk to you." That's what he means. Well, you're a celebrity. I've been listening to you every week. I never miss your program for the last two years. And I'm saying, well, you know, like I put my pants on the same way as you do. I don't, I certainly don't think of myself as a celebrity, uh, but people appreciate the, the teaching. And because um, I, I teach people how to, well, the latest thing is how to get your, um, your money out of prison. If you get money in an IRA or a 401k that's controlled by the government, uh, and if they confiscate those, which they're having serious talks about, uh, and take your 
IRA, your 401k, your pension plan, and roll it into the black hole of Social Security. Then uh, you'll be very happy that you took the money out of the IRA and put it into something that's hard assets, either you know, gold or or land or whatever. Is is that part of what um, this current administration is planning to do? As far as confiscating the IRAs? Yes. Yeah. Actually, this current administration is the third Obama administration. Well, yeah, for sure. I call him Mo Biden. <laughs> Cute. Uh, but, you know, Obama was supposedly joking around on one of those stupid talk shows. You, you, I don't know if y'all noticed, but late night talk shows used to be funny. Now they still think they're funny, but all they do is trash Christians, conservatives, uh, Republicans. And now uh, the former CIA director has added libertarians. I guess the libertarians felt like they were safe if they weren't either uh, Republican or Democrats and nobody would bother. But now they've been added to the domestic terrorist list. Uh, but anyway, Obama is on this show and he's he's joking about, yeah, he says, in, in my third administration, I'm just going to, it's too much work, you know, going to the White House and all. I'll just, I could just be laying around in my uh, sweats and, and uh, when whoever they think is the president is talking, I'll have a little earwig and, and if he's in a conversation, I'll tell him what to say, you know, that'd be a much easier way to be president. So everybody laughed and yucked it up, but that's basically what's going to be happening. Oh, oh, Biden is a puppet. He'll be told what to do. And one of the things that Obama wanted to do, but was prevented from doing, is taking over all the IRAs and 401ks. Think about this, guys. If they do that awful thing, uh, number one, they won't say they're stealing it, just like FDR didn't say he was stealing 40% of the wealth of the nation when he confiscated the gold. Uh, he gave you something just as valuable for a one ounce $20 gold coin. He gave you a $20 Federal Reserve note, which is an IOU, which today is worth 80 cents, and the same exact gold coin is worth $2,000. So remind you of Ronald Reagan's saying, uh, the nine scariest words of the English language, I'm sure you've heard this. Uh, I'm from the government I'm here to help. So when they do this, it's not going to be we're taking away your IRA. No, no, no. Uh, we're doing this for your good because old Joe Sixpack, you know, down in Arkansas, he took his IRA money and he invested it in, in stocks and he lost it all. And so we're going to protect you from yourself. It's always uh, about it's good for you, but it's never about what's good for you. Uh, so we're going to take your money. We're going to roll it into the black hole of Social Security, which is near to bankrupt already. And they'll be able to say, folks, we just paid off the national debt. 
because the amount of money that's in IRAs and 401ks is roughly the same amount as our current national debt. Of course, they'll go right back to the debt again the next day, but they can take clean credit for paying off the national debt. They didn't, all they did was shift it onto our backs. Okay, so now we owe all the national debt. Um, so just listen carefully. When the government says something, when they encourage you to do something, uh, and, and please, 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 you know, I'm not anti-government. I'm anti-stupid government. I'm certainly not anti-the United States. I love this country. Uh, probably the most patriot guy I know. Uh, I'm a Marine. You know, you don't, you don't join the Marine Corps and go through all you have to go through to be a Marine if you're not a patriot. You know, so that's not the point. The point is that not all government's bad. We have to have some government, but stupid government uh, is not something anybody should put up with. And basically 90% of what the federal government does today is either unconstitutional or extra constitutional. Unconstitutional is very clear, you know, like uh, the, uh, the income tax, the, the whole IRS unconstitutional uh, the real constitution the original constitution uh, clearly stated that the only funding for the federal government came from the states that gave the states some power in the country but as soon as the federal government went to direct tax us and direct tax businesses then it basically usurped almost all the authority of the states uh, which fed, the founding fathers never intended. They intended that just like we had the three branches of government to be checks and balances on each other, they intended the states to be a check and a balance on the federal government so it didn't become tyrannical, okay? Uh, we are now entering a phase where we have a tyrannical government and it is going to take over every little area of your life um but that's the plan yeah, yeah that's the plan so you know what can we do about it well, what do you, what well do you first know, of all what do you okay i'm sorry you finish your thought i got a question for you no go ahead with the question what do you oh, know cool. about this uh trillion dollar coin i believe you and i talked about it one time before it's something that's been floated for a while uh, I listened to a podcast the other day. It was either on Radio Lab or Planet Money, and I posted it in the Breeze channel uh, for all of our guys to have a, a look at, I mean, to listen to. And according to basically, some, there's some there's some document somewhere. I don't know if it's I think it's the Constitution. Trying. And uh, Taloub, I don't forget how you say her name, that one uh, representative. Uh, okay. Taloub, yeah. Yeah, Taloub. Okay. The trillion dollar coin is a concept that emerged during the United States debt ceiling crisis as a proposed way to bypass any necessity for the U.S. to raise the country's borrowing limit through the minting of a very high value platinum coin. Now, somewhere it's written that this can be done 
Oh, here we go. The concept of the trillion dollar coin was reintroduced in March of 2020 in the form of a congressional proposal by Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib. And the shutdown caused by Tlaib sought to fund monthly blah, 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 blah. And where does it, but it, there's some place where it's written this can only be done with platinum. The PEF eliminates the need. It clearly states somewhere, because they talked about it in depth in this uh, podcast, they, 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 the concept of striking a trillion dollar coin that would generate one trillion dollars in seniorage, which would yeah. be off budget, or numismatic profit, which would be on budget and be transferred to the treasury, is based on the authority granted by, here we go, section blah blah of the United States Code for the Treasury Department to mint and issue platinum bullion coins. See, we can't print our own money. We gave that right to the Federal Reserve. A lot of people don't know Correct. that. And the Federal Reserve is not a part of the government. It's a private corporation. But we still have the right to mint and issue platinum bullion coins in any denomination the Secretary of the Treasury, Janet Yellen, may choose. Thus, if the Treasury were to mint $1 trillion coins, it could deposit such coins at the Federal Reserve's Treasury account instead of issuing new debt. So this sounds like a solution. Uh, I've been trying to figure out why it's not a solution. What would be the downfall or the negative ramifications of doing? Sounds to me like a way out of the mess that we're in financially, the country. Well, it wouldn't solve anything. Okay. Well, it would let them. It would let them say that they solved it, but basically, it would be an abdication of our debt. So we would be admitting that we're bankrupt because I don't we think created. It's, a that's form. no secret. To, I mean, uh, China knows we're bankrupt. Russia knows we're bankrupt. Everybody, I think, you know, the, the average man in the street probably doesn't hasn't you know, thought about it. They got their mind on other things. <clears throat> but go ahead. I want to hear your well, reasoning. Well, look, um, I think it was like five or six years ago, the U.S. lost its AAA credit rating. Right. Uh, having been in financial services most of my life, if you'd asked me if that was ever possible, I would have said, are you crazy? You know, I mean, we're the, we have the most solid economy, the most respected currency in the world. But that's before I started learning uh, that we don't, uh, that that our, we have more debt than any nation ever. Um, so because of that, and because the possibility would come a time when the, the U.S. couldn't even pay the interest on the debt, all three of the major credit rating agencies, uh, S&P is the most well-known, uh, Moody's is the next well-known, and then Fitch is the third. All three of them downgraded U.S. debt. Uh, and it, it was a major shock to the world. Uh, PIMCO, which is based in California, their whole business is buying and selling U.S. treasuries. They stopped buying immediately. And for three years, they didn't purchase any U.S. treasuries. Uh, other countries stopped buying. Today, there are three nations, uh, including Denmark, that have a AAA credit rating with all three agencies. Uh, the U.S. is not one of the three. Mm -hmm. 
so we've got a debt problem, uh, but we've also got a problem of perception, you know, that, you know, where people used to run to the U.S. dollar. You remember those days when, you know, wars and rumors of wars, uh, mm -hmm. right. uh, the Middle East blowing up, people would, would sell their, their euros or their francs and buy dollars. Doesn't happen anymore because nobody respects the dollar. Now they just buy gold. Um, so we're already in trouble. And then when you add to that, the fact that something like this would be, would totally wipe out the US debt, which would mean that none of the people that we owe money to, which is everybody, you know, you've heard me talk about a Deuteronomy nation. Mm -hmm. You know, it, in Deuteronomy, God says that, you know, uh, you shall lend to every nation and borrow from none. Right. Well, we're we're an anti-Deuteronomy nation now. We're, we're a we owe nation, money. There, no doubt, yeah. Every time we have a, a, a treasury auction, except except now we're the only one willing to... We're the only one willing to buy our treasury notes at this point. Uh, nobody else wants them, so. And, and we can't buy them. The, the government can't buy treasuries from the treasury auction. So the scam is that the Federal Reserve buys them, okay? Uh, which is all smoke and mirrors. But bottom line, we owe every nation in the world, including the little banana republics, uh, that you've never even heard of. Uh, so we're in dire straits, you know, we're, we're going to go bankrupt. We are bankrupt, but we're going to have to acknowledge that. And, um, this is a desperation move, this trillion dollar coin idea. Um, it would solve nothing. Be nice if there was a real solution. But the only solution is to spend less than we take in. It's just it's just that simple. If you or I are in debt, we either have to increase our income or we have to decrease our spending. And uh, the government will never decrease the spending until there's a crash. Once that happens, then they'll be forced to change and uh, it would be back on a solid economy. But you know how much gold will be at that point? How much? $42,500. And how do you arrive at that? I simply, I simply took all the gold that the government says it's got. You have to just take it at face value. A lot of people don't believe the money in Fort Knox or the gold is actually there. And they could be right. But assuming that they're giving us correct information that there's this many tons in Fort Knox, there's this many tons in the um, basement of the Federal Reserve. Mm -hmm. And you put that up against all the money that's ever been created, uh, paper and digital, in order to back it with gold, uh, at current prices, you know, 
it wouldn't even come close. So it would take 42,500. And that's my calculation. I've seen some, some um, projections by economists who probably have information that I don't have and who are probably smarter than me uh, that are talking about anywhere from 50 to $80,000 an ounce. Yeah, but that would put us back on sound money for the first time in almost a hundred years. Um, did I tell you about my client that had two hundred thousand dollars worth of cash in his safe? Uh, you don't refresh my memory. It seems vaguely familiar. Well, this happened a few months ago, but. I was talking to one of my clients who owns a lot of gold and he told me he had $200,000 in bundles of hundreds in his safe. Oh yeah. 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 But go ahead. Tell it. Cause there was, there's bound to be somebody in the audience that wasn't here on that last conversation. So go ahead. Well, I'll just make it real brief. I, you know, I said, that's crazy. Why would you do that? But see, we've been brainwashed for 6,000 years. Gold and silver have been the only money and miraculously in two generations, uh, the government is, has brainwashed us, has, has just destroyed all of that um, historical knowledge. And people don't even realize that their grandparents bought stuff at the store with gold coins. We've been brainwashed into believing that paper money backed by nothing is money. Okay, it's currency, but it's not money. So anyway, he just couldn't get this because he had believed this for so long. And so I just said, it was okay. Well, don't worry about it, Joe, because um, when the crash comes, you won't have to worry about the toilet paper shortage. Um, <laughs> you have a whole safe full, uh, you know? Yeah. So then he decided to keep 10,000 in cash and put the rest into precious metals. Uh, I keep very, very little cash and I keep even less in the bank. I only put, put it in the bank as I need to, to pay bills because so many banks have gone bankrupt and, um, it, it's just not a safe place, uh, to have money these days. Uh, so the safest place is, is your, um, your own bank of gold, your own safe. That's the only way you can protect the assets that God has given you. I know a lot of you guys and ladies on the call will probably make a lot of money uh, following Wayne's uh, system. Uh, but when you do, it's smart to take some of that, take it off the table and put it into something that's solid. Because if you know anything about trading, you know, you can make a lot of money real quick, but if you're not careful, and I think we don't doing back me up on this, you can also lose a lot of money really quick if you don't follow the rules and, and um, swing uh, both ways. Yeah. yeah. So get gold, young men. <laughs> go to and if you want to get more information, go to CFRN Gold. That's one word, cfrngold.com. Right. 
And if you'd like to call me, um, it's not like it was in the olden days, um, <laughs> even six months ago, where you could just call up and, and talk to me. Um, I'm scheduled solid every day uh, with appointments. So what you need to do is call the office and make a phone appointment. And then I will talk to you personally about your situation. But Chancellor is calling here and uh, um, catching me not on the phone are pretty slim. Throw out your number. Oh, that's right. 561-753-5998. God bless you all. Dr. Tom, always a pleasure. We look forward to next week. All right. Thanks a lot, brother. Be careful out there. Talk yes, sir. Okay. Okay, guys, we're looking at the SP 500 eMini futures and what we talked about support taking us to resistance. Remember when we approach the BBC from below, we expect that to be good resistance. Just as when we approach from above, we expect good support. So we're at resistance. So now if we can get below red and falling, then a leg to the downside would be the next high probability move. I've defined that move by getting below the low of this candle, 38.41 down to 38.39. Okay, so that's a two point move. It's a window of opportunity. You've got potential support at the low of this candle. You've got potential support at the low of this candle which is also this weekly trading zone from last week, which we've seen today already. Good support, good support. And we have to believe that it's going to be good support again until proven otherwise. Now, once it's proven otherwise, then that opens up this window of opportunity, this window of opportunity. And we discussed the fact that these two windows could just meld together depending upon the strength of the move. If there's momentum, then this thing could fall like a rock. We're sitting on top of the step line at red and falling, and it's acting as support. And we just got a new candle, okay? So we need to see this candle or the next candle. We need to see a candle close below red and falling. That takes that support off the table. And then the low of this candle, which is 38.42 and a quarter. We need to trade below that. Don't have to close below it, but we need to travel below it. It takes us into this window of opportunity. And then you want to look to potentially take your profit at 38.39 before you run into the support area at 36.37. Once you understand this, bearish cross, price pulled away, price pulled back, down close. We had this over here, we had much more room to run. Okay, so we've covered the S&P, we've covered the Dow. See, the Dow's in the same situation, okay? We had the logic alert, worked out well. Now we've pulled back up into support. A high probability right here. We don't know what's gonna happen next. But with our methodology and strategy, we always know what the next high probability move is. It's a very high probability that we find resistance here. 
then if price can close below the step line and red and falling and that opens up a window here from 31,042 down to 31,022. 20 points, $5 a point, $100 per contract traded. Uh, here's the Russell. Last night's concierge trade alert on the Russell was to be short 2128. We haven't got there yet. The long side was 2164. And the swing high was 2166. Two points. $50 a point, $100 per contract traded. So this is the third market now where we've seen price walk right up to the CTA, not be able to overcome it, reverse, and head in the other direction. But we've not yet triggered on the short side for the CTA. We had a logic alert uh, in here at some point. We may not have had one for this particular move. Sorry, I dropped the ball, I guess. All right, in queue. <laughs> in queue, long, 13354. 13, 354. Okay, so from 354, we made it up to 383, so that's 30 points, $20 a point, $600 per contract traded. Then we got back below the trigger. Remember, important prices, important areas, almost always tested. And so we then go from 354 up to 394, 92. It's almost 50 points at $20 a point. That second trigger is worth $1,000 per contract traded. Right there. Then we get back below the trigger, but we got red and falling overhead now, so no good. We got to get back above the BBC, above red and falling, and we have a trigger. It takes us right back up to where we would expect there to be good resistance. Why? Because it was before. So we're going to continue to expect this to be good resistance until proven otherwise. So if you're getting long right here, or if you got long right here, so you had one, two, three, four tradable opportunities off one alert. That's not unusual. You hear me say it every day on this show. Important prices, important areas are almost always tested. Short side on the NQ is way down at 13,173. Crude oil. Last night's alert on crude was to be short, 52.75. Price walked right up to it. The swing low was exactly 52.75. I'm not making this up. 52.75. It's not witchcraft, it's not voodoo, it's a process. Welcome to the process. And on the long side, for crude, it's up at 
and in the current session we haven't seen that two more markets and we're done gold gold has been consolidating sideways after the big move up yesterday long side on gold was 1875 which is right there and the short side was 1848 which we haven't seen silver silver the long side was 2605 made it up to 2609 that's $200 per contract traded back below the trigger again this time they get a 2613 that's $300 per contract traded and looks like the market wants to make another run Trigger, 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 trigger. Okay. That's it all. That's everything. Soup the nuts and back again. Okay. So far this week, Logic 247, our around-the-clock e-mini alert service. We're in week 129. So far this week, since Sunday night at 6 p.m. Eastern, issued 41 alerts. Five never triggered. Still waiting on three. 33 actionable alerts. Four stopped out based on not risking more than $300 per contract per trade. Less when possible using market structure and a very simple three-step methodology. So we're at 12% this week. A typical week is 20%. Last week was 21%. With that, let's go to our good word for the day. If you've never taken our trial and you'd like to, go to eminitrainingschool.com. eminitrainingschool.com. If you've already taken the trial and you're ready to become a bona fide passport holder, go to eminifuturestrading.com. If you're watching this after the fact on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, and then every time we go live, you'll get notified. Last two days, we talked about temptation. Today, we're going to talk about something a little different. Your gifts. I don't mean your Christmas present. 1 Corinthians 12, 11. The same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills you have unique gifts given to you by God some might call them your talents your abilities that thing you were born with whatever that thing might be the Bible says there are diversities of gifts but the same spirit first Corinthians 12 4 the word gifts comes from the Greek word charis, which literally means grace. That means you cannot earn, qualify for, work for, or deserve a spiritual gift. The Holy Spirit gives them to each of us, how? Individually, as he wills. It's not something you get by study or practice or inheritance. They are not 
highly developed natural talents. They are supernatural endowments that enable you to carry out God's will in God's way. And you will never discover God's way until you realize that you are not meant to serve him by drawing on your own ability, but by depending upon the indwelling power of his spirit. In a sense, you're like a glove. The Holy Spirit within you fills that glove, moves it, and accomplishes through it what needs to be done. A young pastor once said to an older pastor, I'm discouraged because God expects the very best from me, and as hard as I try, I can't always give it to him. The older pastor said, Son, God expects nothing from you but failure. Then he added, but he has given the Holy Spirit to you so that you need not fail. Jesus told his disciples in John 15, 5, He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. The secret to success is not just in activity, but in abiding. Your job is to learn the ways of God and then lean on the power of God. And that's our good word for the day. Thanks so much for tuning in. Whoever you are, wherever you are, may God continue to richly bless you with his mercy and with his grace. And I'll see you at the bell. Remember this, there is no greater return on investment than to see a human life changed and given hope. As always, pray hard and trade safe. Any financial information discussed on this show is simply the opinion of our host, Dwayne Reeves, his co-hosts, and guests. To learn more about trading e-mini futures or to take a one-week free trial in our live trading room, call 1-866-928-3310. 866-928-3310. Information discussed on this radio program should not be construed as a recommendation to buy or sell any security. Always do your own due diligence and consult with a licensed securities broker or financial planner before making any investment decision. 